It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. It is Cofield and Company, Willie Ramirez and Adam Hill coming to you live from Treasure Island. One hour in the books. We welcome in ESPN Reno. And man, what a good time for you guys up north to jump in because we are going to jump right to it. And welcome to the show, Derek Stevens, friend to Cofield and Company, and of course, one of Las Vegas's faces of Las Vegas, if you will. Derek, how are you, sir? Terrific. Great to talk to you guys. Friday afternoon, we're ready to kick off Memorial Day weekend. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's, it's always a good time. Uh, good to hear from you, sir. And uh, look, I, I think the question was asked on the commercial. We know now, but I just want to ask the question from the commercial. Derek, what's the guarantee? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we took we took these football contests last year from, you know, the, the both of them we would have been the largest football legal football contest in the in the country. And, Combined, there was a twelve million dollars guaranteed, and this year we kicked it up to uh, kicked it up to fourteen million. Uh, you know, we had a bit of an overlay in the circa million last year, and, and uh, we got to we have to grow into that one. Um, the circa survivor that went over our, our guarantee last year of six million, so we decided to push it. We, you know, Vegas is all about continuous improvement, and uh, we're pushing it to eight million this year. So we're. Uh, we're going to ensure we got the two biggest uh, football contests ever once again. So how much how much panic is there for you as you sit there and watch the numbers come in and just hoping you get to those numbers? Well, you know, this is year five of the million, so I'm starting to learn learn this stress, how you stress out during the summer, and then, you know, you hope you're pacing okay. And then, you know, in the last few weeks when everybody gets fired up, you usually get a, you know, you have that big, huge surge that comes in, so... Um, you know, we're sweating it out right now. You know, we had we had one entry yesterday, so uh, yeah. you know we've got thirteen point nine 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 million of an overlay right now. <laughs> Entries uh, opened yesterday. They closed September 9th at two p.m. and register in person at the Circus Sportsbook here in Nevada, Las Vegas, Anderson, or Sparks Reno. And weekly picks can be made through a proxy that you can register with from anywhere. Let's start with the Circa Million. Five is that six million in guaranteed prizes, thousand per entry, maximum five entries per person. Yeah, this is uh, this is our traditional, more traditional football contest uh, where you pick five games uh, against the point spread each weekend. Um, there's a total of obviously the 18 weeks in, in the season. Uh, we pay out the top 100. Uh, we also have quarterly prizes. Um, of $300,000 of the $6 million, um, in each quarter that gets paid out. And, um, and uh, yeah, this is, this is our, our traditional contest, and we think we're going we're gonna to set a record for, for a traditional football handicapping contest this year. It's 1000 bucks to enter, like you said, and uh, you can use a proxy. If you go out of town, if you go out of state, you're, you're, able, to, uh, you're able to sign up at any one of our, uh, of, our, of our locations in southern Nevada where we have a circus sports, and now... Uh, really, for the first time, you were able to sign up up in uh, up in Sparks at Legends Bay. We opened we opened it just about a week before the season last year, so this will be our first summer where where everybody up in the Reno Sparks area has a chance to get in and uh, and has all summer to to get into our contest. 
And let's not forget that the entry that, that does the worst wins a $100,000 booby <laughs> prize as well. So you can, uh, you can do absolutely terrible and have a potential shot at hundred k. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, think about it. It's just as just as difficult to go uh, to go thirty and uh, fifty five as it is to go fifty five and That's thirty. True. So there's a lot to be learned on the other side of the equation. And by the way, the the money is nice in the circa million, but that blue jacket—that's what everybody's going for, right? Yeah, that was pretty. It was something, you know, last year with the uh, with that group from uh, Detroit that ended up winning it all. Uh, <laughs> Boy, they had a they had a heck of a final weekend, and that was a, that was a lot of fun. But yeah, the, you get the famed blue jacket if you win uh, you win the Circumbillions. That's true. You could wear it out to dinner at Barry's. I think it would look great down there. It would be it would be Absolutely. a perfect look. That's right. That's right. <laughs> There's also the Circus Survivor. That's where eight million guaranteed to the winners. Again, thousand per entry. Maximum of ten entries per person with that one, and that is of course you pick one team straight up every week to win. The team loses or ties. The entry is eliminated. You can only pick uh, each team once in a season. And this has become, obviously, over the years, very popular um, in, in many different pools. But here, $8 million guaranteed to the winner. Go 20-0 and or be the last person standing to win. Yeah, this is the one. This is our fourth year of the Circus Survivor. And, you know, when we started it, we had a guarantee of a million and a half. We weren't really sure, you know, how it was going to be taken. Uh, you know, I personally, I've been playing in Survivors for 30 years, and uh, I always loved it. And, well, when we brought it to Vegas, we thought that uh, we thought it would be, uh, it would be uh, something that, that uh, a lot of customers would really gravitate towards. And, boy, this thing's been a rocket ship. It just took off. Uh, you know, last year we guaranteed $6 million and it ended up at, like, $6.1 million, uh, because we don't take any rake out of our fo- football contests. And and uh, it came down to that last weekend. There were three contestants that had uh, a chance to go undefeated, and uh, one uh, one did not pick a winner in the last week, and the two others did. So that $6.1 million was chopped with, uh, by, two, by two contestants. Uh, so they both, uh, they both brought in $3 million apiece. You, uh, you kind of mentioned it there, but why do you think people gravitated to this contest so much? People fell in love with with this thing right away and they've really really embraced it you know i, I think there's a the adam i think there's a certain simplicity about it you know and i think yeah. i also think you know there's a lot of people that play in these contests that aren't from the state of nevada so i think um you know this survivor is something that people have played in office pools they played around the country certainly where i was from in the midwest growing up uh you know that survivor was a pretty standard standard type of thing more so than you know gambling on, on, on games or, and, and making, making wagers on, with point spreads on games. So I think there's, a, there's an awful a lot of allure to it because people are familiar with it. And, and I do think just the sheer simplicity of, of, uh, of, uh, of a tournament like this is, is, is something that, that draws people in. And then when you have that one game, you, know, you might have a game that's a 13.5-point favorite and it comes down to the last-second field goal I'll tell you what that that rush you get is pretty amazing. There's nothing like a nothing like a final second survivor uh, uh, boost of adrenaline. I can tell you that. The uh, you know Adam and I were in a survivor pool uh, among some media members, and and we ended up he and I and I think one other person we chopped up the winnings. He and I may have to discuss getting in and and, and chopping up that eight million. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, oh, think, I hope I think you do. Too. I hope you yeah. do. I mean, you guys, if you guys can win this thing, think about the street cred you got. I mean, you guys are writing your own ticket. I know you're making the big bucks now, but think about what would happen. Street cred. We're we're quitting the media business. If if, if I win eight million, I'm done. I'm gone. Well, I'm, I might just jump downtown and just hang out at the at the at the stadium I'll, swim. I'll, I'll be at Legacy Club every night and stadium swim every day, so yeah. you can uh, you'll get very used to us for sure. Uh, make sure you get in, sign up for those contests. Fourteen million in guarantees for the Circa Million and the Circa Survivor. Derek Stevens from Circa joining us. Uh, real quick, I did want to ask you what, how how do you guys do on uh, future liability with the Knights? I know you're very excited. I saw you screaming at the referee the other day at the game. I know you're into this team, but uh, how are you guys looking if the Knights do win? Yeah, you know, uh, this, this is something that kind of supersedes how the book does. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're looking at about a um, – right now it's about a just around a half a million dollar loss for uh, for the book right now. But, uh, you know, having the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, if they can get through, they gotta, if they can win tomorrow, get to the Stanley Cup final, it's just so great for the city. It's so great for – it's so great for our properties, but it's great for the city. It's great for jobs. It's great for bartenders. And just the whole vibe in Vegas right now is just uh, it's a little more electric, you know. And, um, yeah, you know, we got the, so we got, we got the uh, jersey patch on it, too. How great would that be if Mark Stone could go around the ice hoisting up a cup with our jersey patch on? So I think there's a lot of cool things happening. You know, it, I, there were a few years back, you and I sat in in your office, and I did a did a column, and I think it was when you started the. I want to say it maybe when you implemented the the uh, the survivor pool, but I did a column for Gaming Today when I was writing for them, and uh, we talked a lot about revitalization of downtown, and I had talked about when I remember when Oscar Goodman was elected into office, and his big goal, considering how long he had been here and and, and living in the old area over there off Rancho and, and whatnot, and, and the big focus was revitalizing downtown, and you have come in and thoroughly swept through and helped sort of elevate that revitalization. You talk about the Vegas vibe, right, and, and what we see on the south end, but you have been such a big part of it. Derek, how have you seen the electricity in downtown Las Vegas just uh, you know rise to the occasion? Well, you know, I mean, I came down here in 2006 and bought the Golden Gate, and, uh, and um, you know, I got to see, like, a little bit of a depression that happened in 08 and 09, and, and uh, then all of a sudden we start to see this comeback. And, uh, you know, with Zappos coming in and then the new city hall and then all these new projects and, you know, now all these new uh, apartments and restaurants, uh, for me it's just been pretty awesome just to be a part of it. I'm, I mean, I'm just a, one of the guys down here that, that's, that's doing something, and, I just love seeing the energy. It, it's it's been pretty amazing, and you know you, you you see all these new projects. There's cranes downtown now, and and, yeah. and things like that. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see all this coming coming to pass. I mean, we're coming up with just you know like this weekend alone. I mean, think about what, what's going on. We got we have a crazy sold out uh, day at Stadium Swim on the day tomorrow, and then when we have a whole other event with Golden Knights, we're going to sell out Stadium Swim at night. We got we got our our new our new Vegas resident Mark Wahlberg's hanging around. Uh, he's he's bartending outside on Fremont Street out out at the Circa Bar, like from five thirty to eight. Um, and then a little bit later, we're premiering. Uh, Katy Perry's coming down after a show over at Resorts World, and we're premiering a new show on the Viva Vision screen. And I mean, A list celebrities. It's just pretty cool to see it all come together. I mean, this weekend is just a perfect example. This is a great party weekend. Weather's awesome, and 
great, great sports, and, uh, and it's all coming together. It's pretty cool. Derek, and one of the things that you emphasized when I wrote that column that was very important to you was, yes, as you go change it with the times and pro sports coming into Vegas and so on and so forth, but was to maintain the old school theory and vibe. That's always been important to you to not lose focus of how it used to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, there's an element, you know, when we designed Circa or when we renovated the D, we wanted to make sure we took a little bit of the past and uh, – carried it to the future, and um, I think the way you do that is, is you kind of revere a little bit of the history. You revere Vegas history, and, yeah. you know, there, there's, there's, there's so much in Vegas. I mean, that, that's kind of why we, 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 we built the Legacy Club. You get to look out over the entire valley and, uh, and see, uh, see you know, a lot, a lot of what's transpired. It's, it's, it's pretty great to, to, see, uh, to see how all this has kind of come together. So for... Uh, for us down here, having 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 uh, having uh, a lot of other entrepreneurs coming in, putting investments in, um, you know, I love seeing growth. I mean, I mean, with Eck, when I was up in uh, when I'm in, up at Sparks to see the investments going up there with, with Legends Bay. I mean, it's 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 pretty awesome just to be a part of of, of something that's growing. Derek, Steve is joining us. Derek, we really appreciate you taking some time. Make sure you get over to Circa, uh, fourteen million guaranteed. In the football contest payouts, get down to Circa, check it out. Derek, thanks for joining us, Cofield and Company, on ESPN Las Vegas. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great, great weekend. Thank you, sir. See you soon. Circa Sports Properties all over Nevada, by the way. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. Here, Reno, Sparks, Henderson. So make sure you check it all out. It is, once again, Adam and Willie. We are Treasure Island today, as we always are. Get down here and join us for all the specials. The kiosk for the sports book. All of your viewing uh, capabilities with the baseball, hockey, uh, basketball. We're back on Cofield and Company, Treasure Island, ESPN Las Vegas. It is Cofield and Company, Willie Ramirez, Adam Hill, coming to you live from Treasure Island, as we do every single Friday. So make sure you get down here. We are at the Sportsbook for the next hour and 40 minutes. Of course, also joined by ESPN Reno. It is time for... The Big Four. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents The Big Four at Four. Number Four. Number Four includes a very, very, very special guest. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. What's going on? I know that voice. Yeah, yeah. The person, I, the last time I heard the voice, he was saying what I called the nicest thing anybody has ever said to me. Yeah, but I need to provide some context to that. Okay. I listened to you in the last hour. Okay. And I thought it was great. Thank you very much for the beautiful, wonderful words. But we were having a conversation that you didn't provide to the audience on the radio that put some context to what I said. Now, sure. You told the audience that I would offer a tribute. I would wear a tribute T-shirt if you were ever murdered. Sure. But you didn't tell people what incited that conversation well, to my I, reaction. I said, you know, I, I'm taking – everybody, I think – that listens regularly knows I love going to the beach in Mexico. But nobody knows. That came out of nowhere. No, like, no, but if I I'm, got murdered, Millard's going to pay tribute to me. I'm I like, was. Well, you were, no. Of course, you're not wishing on it. You're going to tri- you're going to pay tribute. If you don't want it to happen. But I was telling you that I am doing my annual trip, and you said I hope you don't get murdered because it's dangerous. I told you stop watching media, even though we are media. And then I said I'm going to be fine, and you said, but if you are murdered, I would wear a shirt. 
in tribute to you, and I said that was the nicest thing anybody's ever said. I would. But as I was listening to it, I thought, people are going to think no. that I just walked right up to you and said, if you ever get <laughs> murdered, that's that not, would be I'm going to pay a tribute. It would, it would be kind of funny. That would be not, dark. Just for the record, that's not how I took it in oh, any good. way, shape, or form. I didn't take it as if Darren just thought you were going to be murdered. I didn't take it as if, like, well, I wonder how, how – what I took it as is – Adam was having a conversation. He's hated by 98% of Southern Nevada in terms of, True. like, as, as a journalist. And there are just tons of readers and listeners that can't stand him. So it must have came up in context. Something about the Golden Knights. Hmm. Something he said that, well, there's a fan out there that is threatening him no. again. I was just happened before. I, I was telling him to be careful. I wanted him to be careful. Sure. And I said, if anything ever did happen... I would pay tribute to him because I love my Adam Hill. He's one I, of the coolest guys that I've met in my time in Vegas. I feel like I think way too much about if people would ever care if I was murdered. And so for you to say that, yes, you would care and you would pay tribute, that's, well, you didn't say you'd care. You did say you'd pay tribute, though. So that, well, that's very nice. Which is a roundabout way of caring. I think so. Because I'm going to pay tribute to you. That means I care enough to actually pay and, tribute to you. And now, also, if you wore the shirt, people would ask, like, Oh, you know, what was about that guy? And then you would say nice things. Would, yes. My legacy would be carried on. I like I, that. I feel like now I have to run the tribute shirt by you to make sure that you approve of it. Yeah, like we got to find a good to, design. I, I, have to, I have to pre-manufacture the tribute shirt to make sure that you approve it. Nice. I'll approve. Hey, look, if you any kind of tribute you want to pay, I, I will approve. Uh, before we let you go, because yeah. we know you were kind enough to come across the hallway. Yeah, while they're still doing, doing your, a show over there. Yeah, they have the no answer. idea where I went. <laughs> I left fantastic. in mid-conversation. Listen, I want to just let you know that I have been the recipient of an email with a tribute, speaking of tributes, a tribute song from your favorite relative of mine. Um, no, he, no, that's not he, true. He's already that's made. That's not true. You're, my favorite relative of yours is your mom's. That's this is, is your true. Mom. So your not, second so, favorite, so yeah, your yeah, second yeah. favorite, he has sent me a tribute song. We are in the works. I've already contacted Nate with the team. We are going to see, but the Golden Knights have to move a little bit further. Um, but I will oh, so let now you you're hear it. it off. I will. Well, no, he, they got to approve it. But it yeah. is pretty dope how he's sort of restructured. Can we say who song. it is? Sure, it's Paul Anka. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of. Wonder one if of he would write most... a tribute song to uh, to Adam Hill. Yeah, would he, can you find out if he'll write a song <laughs> yeah. if I'm murdered? Because that would make my that would make my T-shirt would look you, like peanuts if Paul Anka sang a tribute song to Adam Hill. No, I want Paul to write it, you to sing it. Oh, yes. in the shirt, yeah, yeah, or at least be like a backup vocalist. With, well, the, the main lyric, Jason Bateman, the, the, the main the main yeah, lyric Bateman's with a in. quote would be on the back of the shirt. Love it. That would be dope. Yeah, I like right. it. Go back and do your show. Bye, bye, See you guys. Number three. All right, so the Las Vegas Aces won last night. Um, they did pull away. They didn't cover, and I actually like the Sparks plus the point. But Adam's fear of a boring season, they're now 2-0. and It was one? What? The line was one? The Aces won by nine. It you said big. you liked them plus a point? No, I love the, the Sparks plus the points. Oh, I thought you said plus a point. No, was it, like, it oh, was man. like 15 and a half in okay, LA, yeah. which I thought was Yeah, I was, was like, if it was one, I would have bet a lot of money oh, on Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. no. Um, ring ceremony is tomorrow. The Sparks play the second of the home and home. Is Becky Hammond going to present De'Erica Hamby with her championship ring? I hope. I would think it should be her. I, I, I put some fun odds up. I assume they're not making one for the baby. Uh, neither one. Right, but I'm, I'm just making a <laughs> neither one. Yeah, pregnancy no. joke. Uh, Becky Hammond minus 120. Natalie Williams plus 200. Mark Davis plus 400. 
Nikki Fargus, for me, is the biggest underdog that's going to present her with the ring for a reason. We have heard, Adam, um, ever since this all this Instagram post from Dierica, we have heard now, Becky addressed it during media day, and a couple of days later on her portion of the WNBA Zoom, she is defiant and adamant. She had no parts of any sort of bullying. She's had a great relationship. She was in a conversation, uh, text messaging. She showed the. She said she she could show the group. Um, Dierica doesn't want to comment. Natalie Williams sat down with me. The only person that we haven't heard, I never heard back from text message request. Nowhere to be seen on media day. Haven't seen any parts of her. I'm wondering if the bullying came from Nikki Fargus. It's possible. I also like. I think it'll be good for everyone in the organization to move on from this and move past it, and this will be a, a big step. Well, well yeah, I think tomorrow. Tomorrow about it. Tomorrow will be the the, the step because yeah. the ring. She's going to get a ring. She's going to move on. She looked very determined. I watched. I had both TVs going last night with the Golden Knights and the Aces. Um, Sparks were playing competitive. They're going to be. Sure. I, they're going to be better than a lot of people are giving them credit for. Teams are going to put up fights, and every once in a while, the Aces might even lose a game because they're bored. Yeah, but this season, this sucks. You're, you're not I happy. hate everything about this. Yeah, I actually like the Connecticut Sun tomorrow against the Liberty, plus the points. Yeah, the Liberty way. aren't the Aces. No, and I know a lot of people were excited, and I still think it's going to be Liberty Aces in the final, and that's fine. Like, just end the season now and give them ring. Do the ring ceremony for both seasons. Tomorrow. Just get right to the playoffs. Last year, oh, no, no, that's it. That's Last it. year and this year. You think they're going to win? It's over. Yes, it's, it's already over. over. Nobody, unless, unless look, four starters are out. Okay, then we start talking about it. But the season is not. It's not fun. Mm. I, I mean, I, the playoffs will be fun. I'll be all all in watching them, and I'm going to watch. Look, I've watched each of the first two games. I'm not not tuning in. I'm going to follow and watch all these games. But I can't imagine as a fan you like this. You just like going out and bullying people that have no chance against you. That can't be fun. Number two. Raiders ride receiver Devontae Adams. He's now facing a lawsuit for pushing the photographer in KC. Two NFL teams also named in the suit. I'm guessing those teams are the Chiefs and the Raiders. I would imagine. Also the Raiders, uh, the Chiefs uh, Stadium Commission or, you know, whoever the uh, group that owns them. Like here we have our you know stadium district that owns Allegiant and unnamed A Stadium. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm sure – uh, everyone is named in this, and we kind of expected this. And um, I think when the other day when Devontae said both on the Brandon Marshall pod and then yesterday right. uh, he made reference to, I can't really talk about that case because it's ongoing, and people are like, wait, what? Is it? I thought it was already done. So you kind of knew a lawsuit was on the way or or had even been filed or he had gotten notice of it. Uh, so you knew this was coming, uh, but this is the official word that it's going to happen or that it has been filed and they're going to move forward. Um, I I liked some of what Devontae said yesterday of, look, I didn't learn a lesson from this. What lesson is there? Like, if somebody pops in front of you, what do you do? I mean, it's not like it's going to happen again, uh, most likely. And uh, it was just a, a random incident that I'm sure he wishes he could have taken back what happened in the aftermath. But I don't think there's a lesson to be learned. It's just this is not in his character. And um, he might have to pay the price for it. But I also don't think that there's necessarily a lesson to be learned from it. Number one. Do the Celtics have the upper hand after winning two in a row? 
Yeah. I mean, yes. I, I it, it comes down to game six. I, I think it, if the Heat lose game six, it's over. Yeah. Here's the thing. I you, you sent over, like, the and I had it in a different from a different angle, but, I mean, different headline, different story, but basically the same thing. Jimmy Butler calmly eating popcorn in the locker room says Miami will win. You know, I heard, I saw somewhere he said, well, we just weren't ourselves the last two games. Well, hey, Jimmy, maybe the Celtics weren't themselves the first three games. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and this, what has happened uh, the last two games, is kind of what people thought was going to happen the entire series. Um, how many people going into the series thought it was a sweep, thought it was going to be a sweep for Boston? Many. And it obviously wasn't, but when they're down 3-0, all they have to do is sweep, which is the original thought of what was going to happen anyway uh i thought miami gave a valiant effort and i thought boston was kind of pathetic especially in game three they didn't even show up uh but now they have now i think the heat are starting to feel the pressure a little bit which they didn't have any pressure at all those first three games uh to me it comes down to one game the heat have a chance to win game six and if they don't it is over the line on that game tomorrow is boston two and a half couple of threes out there total is two ten and a half Coming up in uh, later this hour, we are going to talk to gambling expert, sports gambling expert, and a former colleague of both of ours, Matt Jacob, former of the review, formerly of the Review Journal, now in the sports betting business. So he's going to join us. And coming up next hour is, well, the uh, you can talk to him. I won't. Oh boy, that's right. I forgot. He steals your story ideas, but the mayor of Las Vegas. Arash Markazi is down here live. We are at Treasure Island. It is Adam Hill. It is Willie Ramirez. I got Mateo on my left. Ari's the quarterback back in the Finley studio. Cofield and Company, ESPN Las Vegas, live from Treasure Island. It's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. That's right. It is Cofield and Company, Willie Ramirez and Adam Hill coming to you live from Treasure Island. It's the Battleborn uh, Hour. ESPN Reno joining us as well. So you mentioned to Darren the context of the conversation, Darren Millard, the context of the conversation from this morning that you are taking your annual trip. The Golden Knights, Adam, has really thrown a wrench in some plans of mine. Raiders have started OTA, so I have to plan for that as well. I, I wanted to go to Seattle and Chicago, which I still try to plan to do this summer. You are going for your annual trip to Mexico with the same group. Um, today is National Road Trip Day. Now, we, may, we are definitely not taking any road trips today, especially with so much going on this weekend. But um, I might be taking a flight on Sunday to you, Dallas. You if, could be taking if, a if flight. the Knights lose tomorrow. The Knights choke tomorrow. Sure. Yeah. What else? So tell everyone about your annual Mexico trip. Well, that's not really a road trip, so it's different. I mean, it's you not. Fly. Road trip is, is drive, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, look, the, I mean – try to find a place it was we were supposed to go right around now but as you said the Raiders have OTAs and the Knights are still playing uh we actually were planning uh the a trivia team road trip oh uh we talk about about it all the the time the trivia team the trivia Wednesday night trivias we know we were dominant pretty dominant squad and you uh, Cassie Soto I don't think everybody wants to be identified as part of the team necessarily well you you guys are all identified excuse me but every Friday everybody posts 
No, but every other Friday or every Friday, Cassie's on with the Morning Boys, and there, when it comes up, you're all identified. Just oh, so you know. Okay, Sam Gordon, he's on the squad. Great, great writer for the RJ. Andy. I know one person that doesn't. Oh, Andy, Andy Yamashita, yeah. great, our great UNLV writer as well. Uh, we got a whole squad, and yeah. uh, you guys we've, dominate. We've been one of the one of our favorite topics during trivia is how unbelievable Otani is, and how everybody's missing out by not seeing him. So we were like, let's take a road trip to go either to Anaheim or somewhere else in you know in California. Everybody get a van, drive down there, see the game, maybe hit up a theme park, check out Hollywood, and uh, come back. And so we're planning on doing that. The problem is we're going to do it in two weeks. Knights might still be playing. There's a good chance that they're still going to be playing. There's a good chance that you and I and a couple other people are going to be a top T-Mobile arena. You may end up or, being there and also. I was going to say even American at a parade. What's that? We might even be covering a parade. Yeah. I won't so, be covering any parades. So that, I mean, that, no. would, uh, that would throw a wrench in our plans to go see Otani. Um, you know what else it is today? And, and I, I saw it on the website. Ari decided to include it, and he said, not th- on this show, no chance. It's National Don't Fry Day. Of course, Ari said, no, there's no chance on this show because he thought it meant frying food. But it's in accordance with National Heat Awareness Day, meaning don't fry, put sunscreen on. Oh, okay. Well, that would tie into the Mexico trips because there's always <laughs> – <laughs> really bad sunburn from a lot of people. I was a little. I don't know if you know this. Uh, when you, when you mix all inclusive resorts with all day alcohol and it's, tons of sun, yeah. Uh, yes, you get dehydrated and dried out and, and everything else, but you also forget to put sunscreen on. So I, I, it gets ugly for people. Down I there. did that in Jamaica. Well, I didn't forget to put sunscreen on in Jamaica, but definitely uh, all inclusive and and that that tropical sun, which yeah. is horribly dangerous. Jordan and I went down there, 2014. That was Jamaica? Jamaica, yeah. Kikud is like, it feels like it's on the equator. So it's uh, it's rough. Yeah, I you, love it, though. So national, uh, especially if you're here visiting in Las Vegas or if you're local, you know, remember to put the sunscreen on. Jesus. Especially if you're going down to check out. Uh, we talked to our good friend Derek Stevens. So if you're going down to the stadium, right, the stadium, uh, stadium, water, swim. stadium swim, put that damn sunscreen on and don't fry. It's national. Well, also do it if you're just walking around town. That too. I think you forget, like, hey, we're going to walk, you know, from one casino to another. Like, you're out there for 15, 20 minutes. It'll get you. I'm going to go hike up a mountain tomorrow, Adam, and I won't need to do it. You know why? I wear a hoodie wherever I go. That's the sound of Jameson Williams reacting to his gambling suspension. Uh, it is Willie Ramirez and Adam Hill, Copefield and Company, coming to you live from Treasure Island, ESPN Las Vegas, and, of course, it is the Battleborn Hour joined in with ESPN Reno. Welcoming to the show, sports gambling expert Matt Jacob, or as I call him, Matt Tholomew. Matt, how are you, sir? <laughs> WG, what's happening? Uh, don't use the word expert with me with anything. That's, that's just inaccurate. <laughs> well, you are. You you might be a Dodgers expert. Yeah. When when are we going to kick uh, Noah Syndergaard to the curb? This is getting ridiculous. We got to have somebody better than him. Can we points. package him with Clayton get Kershaw? Him He's going to turn it around. Don't worry. <laughs> sure thing, Adam. <laughs> As somebody who invested heavily in Cindergarten Fantasy, he's going to turn it around. He has to. Well, no he can't question. get much worse, so there's that, got that going for him. Uh, yeah, for sure. We hear Jameson Williams coming back. Uh, there is a wave of suspension in the NFL. It sounds like there is even more coming yeah. at some point. Jameson Williams kind of is pleading ignorance of 
Look, and, and in his case, it's true. He wasn't betting NFL. He was just using an app, betting on games at the team facility, which is why he's suspended. He's saying, I didn't really know, but I'm going to take the suspension because I violated that rule. Uh, there is a lot of education that still has to go on, not only with players, but people all around. And, like, figuring out this whole thing as we continue to see more and more uh, the advancement of sports betting all over the country. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I give Jamison Williams credit for doing something. A lot of kids his age don't do, and that takes some accountability, whether whether he thought he was uh, knowledgeable of the rule or not. But, yeah, I mean, here we are, Adam. Well, we're still in the infancy of this thing. I mean, I know five years seems like a long time, but it's really not in the grand scheme of things. Think of a kid who's a five-year-old. They're still trying to get their sea legs. So, you know, the, this, this, all the professional sports leagues, they dove right into this. You know, the whole hypocrisy thing just always blew me away all these years. You knew once, once they could figure out a way to profit from it, that they were going to be fully on board. So, you know, the fact that they don't really have all their ducks in a row isn't, isn't surprising to me. I personally think that rule itself, is, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. At least I haven't done a deep dive into it. I don't know exactly what their logic is. But, I mean, if you're allowing your athletes to bet on stuff as long as not NFL, what does it matter where they're betting it from? I, I, it's just the, 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 the rule itself just seems ridiculous. But it's, these, this stuff's going to continue to crop up, especially with, the, with youngsters coming into the league, because they're, they're already coming into the league during, a, during an era when sports betting is, has been legal since they were teenagers, right, in a lot of states anyway. So they've probably been doing it, you know, is even betting their, their in and out money that they made you know, working working behind the counter or something. So there's going to be education. It should be obviously a part of the rookie symposium every year. I'm sure it is, but it needs to be hammered home even more what these rules are so these things don't happen. It is a bad look for the league. It's actually a bad look for the sports betting industry, certainly when these guys are betting NFL games, and that just cannot happen. But, again, you knew this was going to happen because of, you know, the, the the leagues themselves were, were completely naive to how this whole thing worked. They just wanted to get in and get the money. Yeah, and Matt, I'm sorry. To, I'm not asking you a question. I'm just kind of making a statement, and you can respond to it if you want. But uh, it, it's such a weird thing. And, and to your point about needing to get clarity and write rules, like I talked to an NFL player, and I wrote a column about this. I talked to a player that wasn't sure about certain places he was allowed to go because there is a rule that you can't enter a sports book during the season, which is a very weirdly written rule anyway. And there are places in Las Vegas and other places. Look, I was just in Nashville not too long ago. A lot of the restaurants along Broadway are now sports books. And if you can't walk into a sports book, what does that mean? One one example here in town, the Circa Pool, Stadium Swim. We talked about that earlier. There's a sports book at the pool. Is that a sports book or is it not? And players were saying, am I allowed to go there? Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. And I think most of them just are on the side of caution to stay away. But, like, right. that's the kind of rules we're talking about where you, you just don't know. You have no idea what the rules are. So we need clarity on a lot of these things as we continue to evolve as a sports betting world. For sure. Yeah, the vagueness needs to disappear as quickly as possible. Stuff needs to be cut and dried. And walking through a sports book, I mean, my God, it, who cares? You know, I mean, if you're standing at the sports book place in the bed, then it's a whole different thing. But, I mean, you know, the, you, some of these things, like you say, Adam, are kind of unavoidable. Once again, speaking with Matt Jacob here on Cofield & Company, ESPN Las Vegas. Let's turn the focus to hockey. Um NHL underdogs, Matt. It's it's minus th- or it's uh, under five hundred by three games, thirty eight and forty one. But if you were to bet a hundred dollars, and as you know, I mean, uh, you know, the, give or take the price at different books, you're looking mm-hmm. at the the underdogs turning a profit of roughly twelve hundred dollars. Of course, mm-hmm. Seattle and Florida helped that out in the first round, but underdogs are certainly getting it done. 
Seattle helped it with the second round, and Florida's helped it in the, in the second and the third round too, right? I mean, it's uh, those two teams, and then you look at Vegas. Um, they were underdogs, I believe, in all but one game of the Edmonton series, maybe yeah. maybe two home games. Um, so, and obviously, they took care of business in six games. So, you know, look, guys, I think we've we've been around the NHL block here in Vegas long enough to know that uh, it's really what makes this sport so awesome is that the postseason is the most unpredictable in all of sports. I don't think there's any sport that's even close to it. Um, and, and that unpredictability, these these games are. Although earlier in the playoffs, they were a lot more blowouts than we normally see. But by and large, look over the large history of the league. When you get to the playoffs, they're almost all one-goal games, and one-goal games can go either way. So, yep. you know, you're going to see underdogs hit at a better clip. Um, you know, obviously, the Bruins getting clipped in the first round was uh, was a huge deal, and I'm sure there's a big reason why that underdog money is, is as big as it is, because Florida cashed them some super big tickets. Seattle the same against Colorado. So, um yeah, we're gonna we're heading towards a Stanley Cup Finals of, of you know whether it's Vegas and Florida or Vegas and Dallas. These are gonna be tightly lined games. So I don't think there's gonna be a big favor uh, in any of the games in any of the locations. Any call anything more than 150. Um, so it should be we're looking at a pretty competitive situation here. But uh, yeah, I mean, underdog is NHL underdogs in the playoffs has been a profitable endeavor, no doubt about it. This year. Yeah, and you talked about one goal games. NHL favorites higher than 150. 14 and 33 on the puck line. And that doesn't mean yeah. just losing outright, but just losing the one goal game. It's not always a favorable situation to nope. lay the puck line once you get past 150. No, it's, it's too dangerous. Uh, you know, you do it in the NBA. We might talk about that here briefly. Um, you could lay a bigger number in, in NBA playoff games, but in the NHL, it's just too dicey. I mean, um, when a team that finishes with the best season, best regular season in NHL history, and has a 3-1 series league, can't get out of the first round. I mean, that just tells you how, how competitive this league is. I mean, Florida isn't your traditional eight. You know, I know they just barely squeaked into the playoffs, but, uh, you know, they were the present trophy winner last, last season. And, you know, kind of looking at Florida the way Tampa Bay looked at letting into their two Stanley Cups. They were the president's trophy winner uh, four years ago, uh, got bounced, I believe, in the second round, and then went on to win the next two Cups. Uh, yet Florida last year got bounced in the second round as a President's Trophy winner. They, they won it pretty pretty handily. So they're kind of coming along this season a little bit of a different team. I get it. But this team is, is not your traditional eighth seed. But, again, it just speaks to the competitiveness of the league, especially come playoff time. Once again, speaking with Matt Jacob, follow him on Twitter, at Matt R. Jacob, taking care of your sports betting needs. Uh, you sent out a tweet yesterday, the game four Nuggets, updating mm-hmm. that uh, with Golden Knights in Dallas. The unders now 7-1 the last eight meetings. Um, Golden Knights dropped to 5-2 and two on the road. Um, I don't know if you necessarily call them the dog, even though there was probably a 115 to 105, but the one, I mean, mm-hmm. it was mostly a, a, I always say if it's, if it's, if neither team's getting a plus price, even at 115, 105, there is no underdog. Um, right. Dallas goes to six and three at home in the playoffs. Um, Dallas had lost four straight just once you had written tomorrow. Size up tomorrow's game from a gambling standpoint, but just overall in hockey, it's not really necessarily gambling point spread it's win or lose win or lose yeah that's right and however long it takes to win or lose so so i think the first thing you need to look at willie is is the under in this game i you know you know you don't want to be a slave to trends but seven and one going back to the final meeting of last year so six of six of those seven unders have hit this year the only over was in uh, game two that went to overtime it was a four to three game um you know it's been 
uh, the total goals scored in those in those last eight meetings five four five three seven five four and five. So we're right there in that uh, in that five and a half pocket. I think you're going to see both goaltenders show up. I think you'll see both teams play a little defensive hockey tomorrow. Um, I'm a I'm a little concerned for, for Vegas. I mean, obviously the pressure is still on Dallas. They have to win this game, but but Vegas. Vegas loses this game, and this thing's probably coming back here for Game Seven. So, um, I do like the situation with the fact that uh, you know, Dallas's captain, Mr. Chief Shot Hardest, Jamie Ben, is going to miss the game again. I know they they were able to survive his absence last last night. I think it's nice to take a lot of positives away from the way they, they played last night, and uh, I think it's going to be a, a competitive game. I don't see a blowout one way or another, but I do look at this situation that Dallas is only one and four on the road since the start of the Kraken series. They've won consecutive games just twice since the start of the Kraken series. Um, you know, the big thing is we've heard a lot about it. I know you guys talked about it at the beginning of your show. Uh, we've heard a lot about it on the broadcast. You know, Vegas, when they're on five-on-five situations, they're they're incredible. They've outscored their opponents 45-23 in five-on-five situations in the playoffs. The flip side, they've been outscored 18-9 to on special teams, and that includes allowing a shorthanded goal to Connor McDavid in the Edmonton series. So, you know, even when they've had the power play, you know, they've, they've been outscored, you know, by twice as many goals almost. So, you know, Vegas needs to stay out of the penalty box. You know, things happen. You're going to go in there once in a while. But they, their, their penalty kill has just been not up to par. It wasn't great during the regular season, but it's been really bad in the playoffs. Um, so, again, I don't think there's much in the way of first goal we've seen in that series. We've seen that the Knights all, all postseason long, that they're able to come back from a deficit. Dallas proved the other night they're able to come back from a deficit. So, I think we're seeing a competitive hockey game, but but my money's my money's on the under. Um, I would lean Vegas on the money line with the short price, but uh, I don't know if I would get there. Uh, only about ninety seconds left. Uh, I want to ask just simply: Are the Heat dead? But I want to preface it by saying I cannot possibly, even though I don't care who wins the series, I can't possibly live in a world where Todd Dewey has two historic three zero comebacks to talk about all the time. I already texted him last night, Adam, about this. I'm like, you can't, I cannot believe this is happening again. <laughs> this can't possibly be it. This cannot possibly be it. Cause, but, but the only difference, of course, is, is that Boston's the one seed in this game, in this series where the Red Sox and 04 were, were underdogs making that comeback. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think we're going to learn everything we need to know in the first quarter tomorrow. I mean, this is a game I would stay away from and maybe look to in-game it. I will say, if you do like Boston, go bet an alternate line. They, they've just been blowing teams out when they win. Their, their 10 wins this season have been by an average of 14.9 points, all 10 wins by eight points or more. So uh, odds are if they win this game, they're going to win it handily. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Heat, now this is a situation where, yes, officially the pressure is on Boston, but realistically the pressure is on Miami because they're not going back to Boston and winning. Once again, Matt R. Jacob on Twitter. Matt, uh, real quick, where can everybody find your work? What, what do you got coming and what can they look for? Yeah, so uh, until recently, all my work was on uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer's website uh, when I was in Better Collective. So right now I'm out there pounding on the pavement uh, looking for a new home. And, uh, you know, I've just been trying to stay active on Twitter and put some some information up there, some nuggets for people to uh, to digest, to uh, take it one way or another. So you can obviously find me there. At, uh, as you said, Matt R. Jacob, no S on Jacob. It's been an issue my whole life, so I'll throw that out there. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you bringing it up. All right, so you're not related to Josh Jacobs. Good to know. Matt? Not no. Th- thanks Thank for joining us. Me. Appreciate you jumping <laughs> on Cofield and Company today. Thanks, guys. Good talk to you. See you soon. All right, Matt R. Jacob. Definitely give him a follow on Twitter. And if you're listening, you got a publication, you need a sports betting writer, you got anything going, 
grab him. Fantastic writer, fantastic editor, knows his stuff. Matt R. Jacob on Twitter. It is Adam. It is Willie. We are at Treasure Island. Coming up on Cofield and Company, the mayor of Las Vegas jumping on Arash Markazi. Oh, Adam's leaving.